everybody. It is the Yard Sign, uh, the most important relevant podcast in politics. Johnny Torres, your host as always. Thank you so much for watching, uh, everybody. Uh, regardless, uh, as uh, many of you know, Floridians here, we don't uh, we don't hunker down for hurricanes, uh, contrary to popular belief. Uh, although uh, California certainly got a taste of what it's like to be a Floridian uh, this month. Uh, but it was uh, a category one. It's all <laughs> calm the oh, F down. Yeah, I know. But you if were, you watch the the media coverage, you would have think. Thought, you would have think California got wiped off the map. I was under the impression it was a cat through cat four when it was hitting. And then I look at it like, is that a one? That's a one. I turn it off immediately. Right, right. They're like, the devastation, the flooding. The hawa. The hawa. I still like using my uh, homestead joke. You know, oh, that's good. Every time we talk about hurricanes. Yeah. You know, the city's so nice they built it twice. <laughs> Yeah. So we're I, also, I just love learning new words like Punta Gorda. Well, because it's also the twenty something anniversary of Hurricane Andrew. Twenty, anyways. But I'm sorry, I wasn't from. Well, I, was I there, wasn't so. from North Cuba when it hit. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, but I wasn't there. Um, but uh, anyways, allegedly, yeah. Well, hurricanes are definitely on our topic of discussion for today. Uh, welcome to the Yard Center, as you can see, Enable David Cabrera joining me on the show today. Uh, so we're going to get off to a quick start as we talk about Trump and the first Republican debate that took place last week. Uh, plenty to dissect there. We've also got Craig poll numbers that we're going to dissect from. 538 uh because you know they do all the wonky work for us and uh DeSantis's personal hurricane well political hurricane really uh as uh he faces some issues here in his home state of florida and uh, how those may affect his campaign well that's what we're here to talk about so let's jump right into it with my friend uh who's now back and healthy and ready to tackle all of uh, life's political uh, controversies. How you doing? Uh, I'm glad that I was the only one available. <laughs> no, <laughs> Everybody else is at Costco getting uh, supplies and gas. We did that over the weekend. Oh, it, was, yeah. it was perfectly fine. Right, right. It's fine. Uh, we know it's, better. It's been good. We were traveling a lot, a bunch of weddings. Uh, we all got sick. And so now we're back. And yeah. Everyone's healthy. Because so you were going to be here last week. I was. I was looking forward to it. And, I know. And, and you the, missed Nate Ginter. The wife said no. And Joe Wicker. And the wife said no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care who's on the show. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Well, somebody actually that we're working on is uh, a good friend of ours, Christian Ziegler. Oh, yeah. Um, so he, uh, we're trying to figure it out with his schedule, but uh, we're going to be hopefully talking to, talking to him uh, soon in the next week or so uh, to get his perspective. He's the state chairman for the Republican Party of Florida. Um, he is also, uh, you know, intimately directly involved with the uh, Republican National Convention happening in Wisconsin uh, and. And of course, Florida has just been doing incredible things since he and Joe Gerders have been uh, in leadership. Uh, we now just utterly dominate in voter registration Correct. Um, by some ridiculous numbers. I haven't even checked it, but I just know it keeps going up. The state is going, doing a great job. Yeah. Some local parties are not as enthusiastic about it, <laughs> but uh, the statewide as We are general. flipping counties, though. I well, mean, they are li literally flipping entire counties. Florida is going to be like the red wedding when it comes to yeah. the redness of the of the state. Well, that's the thing, it, and uh, we'll, we'll certainly see what kind of impact that's going to have, and uh, on uh, not only this primary, I think the primary is where Florida is going to truly reveal itself the most mm -hmm. because we've got Trump and DeSantis both coming from the state of Florida, uh, but also uh, in the general election. I mean, it's an important state, 
just solely based on the population. Correct. Uh, and we were concerned, obviously, you know, three years ago when COVID hit and people started to move here, we were like, well, what, how's that going to affect our political um, environment? And so far, I mean, it's been fantastic for Republicans. Well, one, Democrats didn't have the money to move mm. from those states. It was more business, small business owners and mm. uh, middle management people that were able to move, moved. And a lot of them moved into Hillsborough County and a lot of them into Miami. Orlando, the rest parts of Florida, and you realize how much growth occurred, mm -hmm. but that did not affect politically as much as you as you expected. Yeah. That's what we saw in the, the 2020 election cycle, which was a great affirming uh, response because the governor kept on saying, look, I'm watching the registrations, we're fine, nothing, no hanky-panky's happening, yeah. it, it's on the up and up. Well, what's funny is you've seen, I think a lot of your more libertarian type people moved to like Texas, which is kind of strange because in some ways, you know, some in, in some ways and in some cities, Texas is more conservative even than Florida. Um, but then a lot of the conservative influencers moved to Florida. Correct. Uh, and, and you continue to hear these stories about people who move their businesses here uh, and people who move their entire livelihoods here because of the way that the pandemic was handled. Yeah. And while you, you haven't heard him beat that drum too much, but again, like that's one of the census's crowning achievements. And I think he needs to remind people of that. Uh, but getting into the debate and then the interview with Tucker, I mean, look, I'll, I'll be transparent. I didn't watch the interview. I'll be and, honest, I just saw the highlight reel from some of the online people that we watch. Right. That do the like, okay, we watched it for you to give us what was going on. And I watched a little bit of it. I wasn't interested. I, well, there was the thing was is that there was nothing. Watch, but did you watch the debate? Yeah. Yeah. So well, and, and there was nothing new in the interview. No, nothing. And because like I didn't even bother watching the highlights mm -hmm. because I mean the first thing that I saw anybody uh, say about the Tucker Carlson interview with Donald Trump was well he didn't really say anything new. There was nothing outlandish. There was nothing incendiary right. that he said. And because of that, I really didn't pay attention to it. Which that was his opportunity to like- but to say what? Lay out, lay out the agenda or, or, what or agenda? really- What agenda? Or really take out or really, you know, go after all the people that were at the debate, <laughs> you know? Because look, you know, for me, this was Trump's big missed opportunity. If he would have done the interview live, then I think it would have been a better opportunity because that means he could be either doing live responses of what's happening and go on these tangents. But it was pre, been interesting. But it was pre-recorded. Yeah. So it's like how that one, it's kind of like old. So that right there doesn't make any sense. And two, yeah. th then there's nothing there there. Unless right. if he was at least like 20 minutes behind the the debate, at least we would be getting responses from what well, you're saying. Well, and it's like watching a it's like watching a recorded sporting event. Correct. It's like you know the outcome. Correct. Right. Tucker's not really gonna curveball. No, no crazy questions. Trump. No crazy questions. No crazy responses. It's all scripted. Because, like, and I, I get why he needed to look more normal. And again, I, that's not what I expected from Trump's yeah. interview. But that's kind of what I expect from my president's interview. That right. there isn't anything outlandish, which is what he gave us. He played it. I think politically, strategically, the way that they wanted him to, which is safe. Yeah. Because really what they wanted to was come out of that night not losing any ground, which is what they were afraid of if he would have attended the debate. But taking off my anybody but Trump hat, 
okay because i do think that as a party we need to move on because of all the baggage etc cetera, etc cetera. i'm indifferent right. that's a that's, that's a whole a, other yeah, conversation he missed an incredible opportunity to just shut down the primary to basically run away with it be done with it get to destroy everybody and just and and just call it a day i think it made sense for him to skip the debate i'm not I still think it was a, a good decision to make. Mm -hmm. Even there is some showing that there has been some movement with inside the polling showing that DeSantis and Ramachandran and even um, Nikki Haley had great nights. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I Vivek, think- Vivek, you can call him Vivek. What did I call him? No, I saw you struggling with Ramaswamy. <laughs> So. <laughs> I'm usually really good with my Indian my Indian names. Yeah. I, I love that, that community. Well, it's so funny because watching him like he reminds me of so many guys we know here in Tampa. Like, like smiley while you're getting attacked. Yeah, is we no know and, people like and that. The, the energy. Yes, like that. Like going like a like hundred energy. Don't know how to and, go anything yeah, but that. Right, right, right. We yeah. literally know people like that. And the fact that when you challenge them, it's like it fires them up. Yes, you know? and they like, smile. They they're yeah, ready. Yeah. They yeah. want to go on the attack. Like, right, right. I've been I'm ready for this my entire <laughs> life. That's right. <laughs> Uh -huh. But I think it's still I think it was still a good idea that he didn't attend. I agree with you. There was a possibility that if he would have attended, mm -hmm. I think it would have been almost like everyone attacking everyone because no one wants to attack him. Because there wasn't as much Trump bashing as I thought there would be. There was, yeah. but not to the extent. But see, I think Trump would have gone there, and and oh, just destroyed all of them. He would have walked over to the two guys at the end and pushed their panels like off the. Well, because you know what, what's the point of them even being there? The problem is, is they would have been in. The, this is why I'm saying it was a missed opportunity, because in that moment you would have forced every candidate on that stage to choose what side they're taking but they did choose. are they going to ally they did choose or are they going to ally or are they going to attack no because the minute you make that decision with him there oh yeah it's different he's coming after you and he's not going to let you walk that back again with him not there they could play both sides of the fence they could say oh well he you know overstepped the constitution but at the same time you know like he's a patriot and blah 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 like they were playing both sides of course right if he had been there he would have eaten them alive yeah. every single one of them Johnny, and that would have been Johnny. the end of the that would have been the end of the primary and and his which Johnny, some people are saying it already is august we got stuff to go through we still got primaries to go through yeah but again it be and, and any candidate or campaign will tell you like the quicker you can get rid of your opponents the oh, better yeah. and i think if he had been there and done what he did in 2016 he would have cleared half the field right out of the gate i think what's going to continue at to least i agree with you i think what's i i don't know if i agree with you on that honestly i think what would have happened would have made it more of a circus i think it would have been more of a clown show and i don't think we need that right now yeah but most of those candidates are already in the single digits majority if he would have if he would have come in there and 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 basically confronted pence for what he considers a backstabbing yeah all right and then the other two people that nobody has any clue who they are um hutchinson and and prager or Bruger or whatever Brugum. yeah um, um and you know those three boom done bye right because pence really can't save face at that point but Pence already did um, a horrible job to begin with. People were not happy with the. No, Pence no, no, absolutely. And we'll, and we'll get into the poll numbers here in a second. But, but I think he missed the opportunity to, to clear some of the field. I think chaos allows for him to continue to get above thirty percent. 
Because, again, that's all he needs when it comes to the Republican primary. The more people in the game running, yeah. will, which will take away from the independent, no, no more You're Trump. saying it strengthens the other candidates. No, I, oh. I think it allows for— Because the, I do think that's maybe a been it, part of the strategy, the that, strategy if he, that if he if he knocks out some of the candidates, it makes the the, 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 the remaining ones coalesce. stronger. It allows to coalesce. Right. But if you, if you keep a field of eight people and then Trump, yeah, you're gonna. It's gonna wash away that never Trump voting block because then it, it doesn't take the majority mm-hmm. of the primaries. Again, the goal of the primary is to get out of it, at least the majority of Republican voters. And if and we both know Trump is never gonna go below 35, 40 percent. No. And that right there tells you that this game is already done. No, it it, it they have to coalesce. But they won't. Down to won't. at least maybe two or three in the primary no, total. DeSantis isn't going to get for out somebody, of it. For somebody to be able to go toe-to-toe with Trump. Thomas Wiley's not going to get out of it. Haley's not going to get out of it. Pence, I don't think he's going to get out of it. Vivek, Chris, not at this point. I was so annoyed with Chris Christie. Yeah. I would. I thought he would have been better prepared. I think he really thought Trump was going to get there. To me, Christie feels like the spoiler. Christie feels like the guy who didn't get invited to the party, but he showed up anyway. Correct. I don't even know how he's getting 3.8% of the vote. That doesn't make any sense. Just name ID. Uh, Tim Scott, I know why he's there. It is what it is. Nikki Haley, I understand. The others, I have no idea who they are, nor do I care. So um, I want to take a look at this because, again, it's kind of like when, you know, the Kennedy-Nixon debates, when they talked about how depending on how you consume the debate depends on your your what if you took you, away if you from watched it. it if you heard yeah, it if it, you it, listened it. to i was in the car so i was listening to it on the radio mm-hmm. and and i knew that my experience was going to be different than the people there watching so, it and once i watched the highlights it definitely seemed like a different environment than what i was listening to on the we radio we were prepared to and we did Lauren, the wife and i sat down we watched it we had popcorn she had one like we went we really wanted to sit and watch yeah and we loved nikki haley we absolutely loved i nikki think she haley. did great i think she did great yeah um DeSantis, even though we love him as as a candidate and we we want we're rooting for him as a governor, it was almost like it was lukewarm kind of situation. He wasn't bad, but he was safe. He wasn't bad, but he wasn't good. He played it safe, because I think had he overplayed his hand, he would instantly have become the target. He was already and the the fact that and the fact that that Christie didn't touch him at all, like that that was that was a big a big save for DeSantis. Yeah, but the amount of 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 dung that was like thrown at the <laughs> wall to try to get it with the with the the the, the sweeping comments from yeah, Rebecca right that were just insane. But that's why I think DeSantis that's anno- got. That's what annoyed me. That's why I think DeSantis got spared because he yes. didn't insult anyone. No, he didn't insult anybody on that stage, and so they didn't insult him. No, because him. he needs their donors. <laughs> right. He needs their voters. But he also, but it, he didn't give them Correct. the opening to to fire back. And that's what I'm saying. When Pence goes down, when Chris Christie goes down. When even Scott goes down, I think they're all going to go to the to DeSantis. I think yeah. those votes go there. But again, that doesn't get us to forty nine percent. Well, what's crazy is that okay, according to again, this is five thirty eight. They did a poll with the the Washington Post and Ipsos. Um, the overperformers were in this order: DeSantis, Haley, Ramaswamy, and Tim Scott. 
which I agree with that. I agree. I agree completely with yeah. that. Yeah, like that. That to me lines up. I was watching a lot of like yeah. post debate coverage, and I'm like, no, like I, 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 everybody had it wrong. Well, everyone. And this now that I think people have digested it, this makes more sense to me. The ones who underperformed, like we just talked about, Mike Pence, mm-hmm. Burgum, Christie, and Asa Hutchinson, yes. in that order. Well, I mean, even though Mike Pence had the most talking time with that, I think almost 15, 14 or 15 minutes, mm-hmm. he still said nothing. He still said yeah, nothing. Right. And that annoyed a lot of people. The only thing he said that I thought was his most poignant moment um, that that I think had he maybe done it sooner or maybe in a different time or something was when he said that when he basically said flat out that Donald Trump you know, put himself above the Constitution. Mm-hmm. That to me was like a jaw-dropping Correct. moment. Correct. And that could have been a catalyst for him to kind of gain some momentum. If that didn't do it, nothing's going to do but it. But that should have been done two years ago. Well, but I said this, you know, on online, is that to me, Pence comes off as like a 1990s mm-hmm. candidate. Like he's not going to say anything you haven't heard before. The talking points are all there. The same ideas are all there. Also, he's a 90s Republican. Also, his the, his demographic isn't with him. Right. His his voting block isn't with him. Yeah, they're and all so Trump. Who, and so then who is yeah. his people? These never Trumpers that are very upset and some also super conservatives at the end of the day. However, that is not a big enough block to get mm-hmm. you, which again, we can see with the voting numbers because at the, the poll that I have with him, mm-hmm. he's at 5%. 5%, which even wow. then I think it's not even true. Yeah. And so that does is not enough to get you. He's not going to become vice president, of yeah. course, and he doesn't have enough to last the first few rounds of the of of the primaries. So I don't know what the purpose of him being in this race anymore is. Yeah, I could, and so I had a very large conversation because people don't understand. A lot of people, the people don't understand because they're like, oh, if we get a, a DeSantis Trump ticket, or we get a a Trump, never going to happen. Or we get a Trump and um, whatever one of the other t- or Remus Wadding ticket. That's Vivek, not yeah. Vivek. That's never going to happen, and it's not because I don't want it to. Happen. Yeah, the Vake is a long shot because he's already said very vehemently that he does not want a VP slot. Um, So you'd have to walk that back, which they always all always can walk. They always they always say they don't want it, but then. But my biggest problem with him is that he's either running for a cabinet position or he's running for the spoiler, and I don't know what that. I don't know. But I think regardless who it is, he has the money to do what he wants. Well, and regardless of who it is, if Trump is promising you a four-year term. And you truly take advantage of that opportunity as a vice president. Think about it. You're the shoe in. You're the shoe in. You're, You're the, the shoe in because the, nobody's the clear front runner in four years. If if Kamala Harris was more of an active vice president, if she was more legitimate, if if someone had fired her her speech writer the yeah. first week of her in, pre, in the her problem office, is, no, honestly, I think she, she might have yeah. been a much more better candidate. For I don't vice, think she listens president. to her speech writer. I, I don't think, think she cares. No. I don't mm-hmm. think she cares at all. No, I think she feels that she's the star. Yes. She knows better than everybody that's around her. And I don't want to say it, but we have politicians that were in the position to rise and they got themselves stuck because of who they are, the people they surrounded themselves, or their significant others continually to causing problems (laughs) (laughs) in their private jets (laughs) that were reported, not reported. And those are the things that happen that you get into your head, you have a a group of people around you that think that you're amazing and that you're perfect and they never say you're wrong. And then we have Kamala Harris laughing in the middle of an election cycle and you're like, this is a nightmare. And so again, if she would have done what she needed to do, I think she would have been a much better 
I think the party would have gotten rid of Joe Biden much faster. Yeah, and see, so Haley, I think, would definitely, you know, uh, of, I mean, she took a U. She took an ambassadorship from Trump. I think she'd take a VP yes. slot from him. They've already worked together. Um, right. And, and Tim Scott and, and he Trump won't insult work her. together. If you realize, he'll never. He, he doesn't he hasn't insult done her it yet. No. Even um, though she does jab him every once in a while yeah. with some stuff, it's not not legitimate. Well, and and according to you know the poll in terms of who won and lost the debate, she had the least negative. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, she came in no, third. Her and Scott had she, the least negative. She came in third. Um, you're right, uh, but her and, and Tim Scott came off with the least negative yeah. feedback from the debate. Um, you know, but again, DeSantis, Ramaswamy, and and Haley, I mean, Ramaswamy, I think came in and did what he had to do given his situation you know he put him he put his name on the map he made himself a legitimate candidate He's the most googled person you know afterwards. yeah like he had some misses you know policy wise he had some some answers his, that didn't quite his you know make sense and, and this is the thing i think with a lot of people don't understand a lot of our presidents have not been foreign policy looking presidents yeah the last time we had someone that was foreign policy looking was was a uh, papa bush and again, he ran the CIA for Christ's sake. Right. And now you have Joe Biden that has has, and the only reason why he's doing more international stuff is because he's been in office for the last fifty years, and so that he actually knows what to do when it comes to international politics. I think we need someone, and so I, I'm not surprised that Vivek didn't know what was going on, and he said the we're not going to support Israel. Like these are yeah. things that you just cannot say yeah. in a room full of Republicans. That's just not how that works. But because he's isolationless and he doesn't want us to be in war, which again, that's a, that's a point that he wants, that's fine. But you can't be in a room with all these neocons and think that's not gonna get pushed back. And she yeah. brutalized him in those points. It's, it's It was a very telling answer, you know, for a political novice, yes. right? That's a very common, no, like, kind yeah. of response for a political when novice. When he said it, I was like, ugh, this is gonna be bad. And then she, Haley, would just went to the like the throat yeah. and ripped it out. I was like, okay, this was a nice little roadhouse moment there. Yeah. And, and uh, here, in, in terms of who gained or lost the most support uh, before and after the debate, again, Haley jumped 16 and a half points, went from 30.2 to 46.7% uh, um, from before to after the debate. Trump actually lost about five points. Not a big deal for him. Um, Trump, uh, DeSantis, uh, gained about four and a half points. I'm so surprised. Um, you know, so again, for DeSantis, I mean, again, I think he, this is about as good of a result as you could expect. Um, Ramaswamy, I don't think did, got as as big a jump as he might have wanted, but you know, he got from he went from forty point eight to forty six point three. Um, you know, so in terms of people who were considering supporting him uh but again i mean you know hey kudos to nikki man she 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 came out and she she knocked it out of the park for her campaign i think at the moment we're, we're watching the the vice president races i think that's what yeah. we're looking at right now and again i don't i don't like saying that out loud because I, I would really enjoy a desantis presidency yeah. even though his rhetoric has turned a lot more conservative than i would appreciate in certain topics um which i'm not happy about but at the end, of, and I also I don't know who's leading his team anymore. I know they just did a switch up with the with the main cabinet, yeah. with his group, and I, I think they just they've done a they tried to fly before they could swim, and right. it's become it's apparent that there's a problem. Well, uh, 
it's one of these things that again it, it's sometimes you don't grab the people that got you there in the first place like early enough mm -hmm. and there's some great florida talent that basically got left on the table or they they went earlier with a different candidate mm -hmm. um and and again you know it shows i mean washington there are looks, things washington looks shiny and the, and the consultants yeah. from washington try to tell you that they know what they're doing and I think right. you realize no one knows what they're doing no and even things as you know as what's seemingly inconsequential is like how they set up events one of the worst um examples of kind of this team has been the fact that his events look terrible yes and i know the production team that used to do his stuff all over the state of florida and 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 if you look at his gubernatorial stuff or anything before the campaign compared to now i mean it's a huge difference um and again you have to th keep in mind not only who's there at the event and what an impression that gives, but also how the media is covering it. Correct. Uh, and how they're going to photograph it and film it. And, you know, and so you can't have like a small space with like a single little flag and like and it's, you've got to always look like, you know, you're the big, the big dog. We have, we've had these long conversations yeah. and we've had them at two o'clock in the morning at an, at an IHOP leaving a political rally yeah. and we we have the discussion because normally we're on the team to do registration or to make sure the volunteers are there to make sure that media is there we make sure because we know everyone right and you can tell when the events are done correctly because it is as smooth and chaotic at the same time yeah the amount of effort that is put into making sure that the amount of flags match the same number on both sides mm -hmm. so it's symmetrical and like things are in order like you may think they're not important but they are very important yeah. and that's the kind of like the kind of minutiae that has to get done well they'll make your campaign look big yes and important or or on the decline you get the you get the fire hydrants with the big flag flying in the background these are things you have to do and yeah. we saw all that stuff but there's been a distinct difference because we were i was looking at something that happened in iowa and i was like that's iowa like that that's the kind right. of that's the kind of outing you wanted to show mm -hmm. for an event this yeah. makes no sense well and you and i both know who uh, one of the guys who's behind uh vivek's campaign yes who uh has led rick scott's campaign on both on multiple occasions as governor and senator yes um and, that was a tight show. and has obviously been very successful in that front yes he also um led i think florida for trump's campaign um in 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, the guy's talented yes and you don't think these behind the scenes people make a difference but i can guarantee they you that they do because that's where the experience comes into play you know especially for a first-time candidate mm -hmm. you need somebody that understands how to do these things somebody that understands how these events need to look how they need to be executed and how to take advantage of opportunities like a debate like an iowa state fair the banners, people taking in information, building out your volunteer base. Right. I remember we would have 20, 30 volunteers just to make sure the lines went through accordingly mm -hmm. because you don't want 5,000 people taking six hours to yeah. get into the convention center. Well, and Are, who's, who's, who's supposed to be there? Who's mm -hmm. not supposed to be there? The, well, I remember we were doing a Trump event at the Florida fairgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I remember getting a text message from, uh, from a volunteer saying, hey, this, very radical like rainbow colored girl with hair like rainbow color hair yeah. who is extremely anti-trump has said that she was going to go to the rally tonight and so i knowing this 
took made many copies of her picture, made sure that the uh, that we were aware wh- who she was, and I walked the line three or four times, and I found her mm. before she was able to get through security. I was like, hey, I don't think this is gonna work. I think you need to go, and she already had one of her friends with her who tried to get away and right. tried to move away, and I was like, both of you kind of just need to walk away because <laughs> yeah. you're not gonna get in. <laughs> this well, is not gonna and happen. And it's nuts. People don't realize that this actually happens. All like, the time. All the time. Y- especially now with social media, like yes. that kind of stuff gets flat. All the time. And, 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 you know, again, it doesn't take law enforcement to, to kind of figure out who's coming to this thing and making sure that you don't get in. Yeah, because you know what they're going to They're going to try to be disruptive during right. the time when yeah. he's talking. And she couldn't do it. And her group couldn't do it. And there are other times where they get in and they make a commotion and yeah. the security has to get them out. What, what, what I thought was unfortunate was a lot of the Trump supporters who were disrespectful to DeSantis in Iowa. You yeah. know what I mean, and 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 unfortunately, that's the kind of environment that Trump has created. Um, but again, like, you know, it's it's part of it's part of what he's created, and it's hard to put that genie back in the bottle. You know what I mean? It's, and almost, it's impossible. It's impossible yeah. to do that now. But again, I think the and, and this is coming something I kind of want to talk about with like the like like hate crime when it comes to other Republicans mm-hmm. that yeah. you have Republicans fighting other Republicans because of the support or non-support of certain candidates. My my not willing to verbalize my my vote for Trump has gotten some people very upset. Yeah. You, we have friends that we know that have gone on, te- on television mm-hmm. and have made comments in, in support of the governor and then they get messages at f- 2 o'clock in the morning yeah. and even death threats on emails or text messages and you're like, who's... Who has this kind of time? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously at four o'clock in the morning. I mean, you know. I mean, that's that, what happens when you work at IHOP at the, the, <laughs> the late night shift. I mean, that's the only time you get to talk. Uh-huh. But you know, and I and, apologize. And, 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 well, and in talking about things that are going on with the DeSantis campaign, you know, I want to go into our second topic, which is DeSantis's political hurricane yes. that is kind of forming right now in Florida. Uh, it started off actually over the weekend. There was a shooting uh, by what seems like a white nationalist uh you know taking the lives from african americans in jacksonville um where i think he has played this right and obviously they're they're trying to leverage some of the footage and things that have happened in jacksonville against him but where i think he's played this right is he showed up mm-hmm. he went to jacksonville obviously that was his congressional district or close to his congressional district more or less um he showed up to you know, show accountability, to show responsibility um, and leadership. He took the heat. Um, yeah, the crowd, obviously not a friendly crowd. Yeah. And I'm sure they knew that going in. Uh, but as you and I both know at those kind of events, there's plenty of law enforcement. Correct. So there was safety wasn't an issue. Yeah. Uh, just not a friendly crowd. Now, the other thing is, is that we have a literal hurricane you know, uh, in the Gulf of Mexico, that is due to make landfall sometime. I think Tuesday or Wednesday. It would be. It's Wednesday morning at like 5 a.m. I think I lost. I lost. That was the last time I saw. Projection, it. right? So I think the current projection is showing. Or no, I don't have the current projection. That's all right. Yeah. But the point being is, is that that obviously takes you away from the campaign trail, um, especially as. Really, as you and I both know, the summer is kind of a dead time for campaigns, mm-hmm. you know, and now with the Iowa State Fair and that kind of thing, that starts to ramp these campaigns up because people are going back to their normal lives and they're going to start paying attention as we get closer to Super Tuesday. Once the kids get into school, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. And, it, and that 
that train of political activism starts up again. And right. that's something that I think a lot of people forget that it's happening. That this is the kickoff of when it comes to what's going to happen for the primaries, mm-hmm. especially in Florida and other big states. The hurricane is projected to land on, at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. So okay. it, it has slowed down a little bit. Right. Um, I know it's going about, I think, 8 to 10 miles an hour going north. And we're just waiting to see when it does the turn because yeah. we always know it turns. It never is the projection that you're wanting it to go into. Well, and for those of you who are listening, watching uh, the podcast from whenever, wherever you may be doing so, uh, to give you kind of an idea, we do this show based out of Tampa, Florida. Uh, we're in the outskirts of the city of Tampa. And so things are starting to shut down. I mean, yeah. schools um, have already been closed for the next two days. Uh, certain parts of Tampa Banks, and Tampa Bank, Bay are Banks being are evacuated. Yeah. Everyone that lives on the coast of the Pinellas County or in a water way is being asked to evacuate right now there are some places that it's definite evacuation anything on the beach is an evacuation anything in the off of the barriers is that we encourage you and the governor and the emergency department said something very smart and they're like look we don't need you to go to georgia or go to miami right, right. we need you to go about 10 miles in yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what we need you to do which i thought was ingenious i have yeah. never heard that from someone and well, i was like that makes sense they, well because they know that if they truly sound the alarm for evacuation mm-hmm. that they end up flooding the interstate highways. Um, and that's another thing they don't want because then when this thing does make landfall, now you've got vehicles blocking uh, the areas that they need to get yeah. to. And again, this is not the first time we've done this, of course. Yeah. Uh, I am very confident within our, within our, within our um, emergency services to make sure that we find a, a way to organize all this correctly. Mm-hmm. I mean, where it's planning to hit is a very heavy, like, agricultural farming rural parts of the of the state which i'm actually pretty encouraged that it's not hitting a large metropolitan area it's hitting between tallahassee and gainesville we could take out both state football teams i'll be maybe (laughs) (laughs) you as a miami your wife would not appreciate that comment i'm sure i got married into it so um it'll be interesting it's it's not as as populated as other parts of the state are so it's actually kind of interesting to see what's going to look like right and it's going to be between a cat two and a cat three so we'll see what that looks like also um again being in tampa we just need to see where it's going to turn well and again it just goes to show like how accustomed we are to these kind of things like i have yet to like look at a single weather map (laughs) i mean if not for the fact that people have been posting all this stuff on social media like i've seen the projection maps you know spaghetti models and all that stuff because people have been posting it there it is look at that oh the same app that i saw (laughs) and um and and so people have been posting stuff like this to obviously you know uh share with people what what's what's going on but i mean i haven't you know looked any of this stuff up myself but but you're right i mean obviously that for the state of florida would probably be the best path for this um also because you know the panhandle man the panhandle just i don't know that they can take anymore i mean it just seems like every year the panhandle just gets do i want to say do i want to get designed to do that yes yeah the the panhandle constantly gets hit but that's also the reason why it's one of the greenest parts of the state sure that whole region all the way to georgia all the way into the carolinas is so green because of all the water and the that we're going to get now well and why would you move there i mean again it's like the people who live in tornado alley you know, it's I mean, like, really I mean, want, there's some people really want to go into this conversation. No, right now. I know. And look, 
and what it's demographic part, of the population live in those yeah, areas. And, but it, and it also is some of the most beautiful parts of the state, unfortunately. Yeah, actually, yeah, they could wipe out, uh, what is it, all those um, uh, all those little towns. Well, they got rid of all those little towns that used to be the, the big um, speed traps. You know, oh, yeah, they got knocked yeah, out, yeah, like, yeah. Two, like, a, like, I think five, six years ago. Yeah, they closed all well. Well, shocker, all those police departments <laughs> were corrupt. Oh, my God. No. Yeah, I know. They were making more money than some major cities. We still drive, like, 35 miles an hour <laughs> when we go up there. You're still, like, the traumatized. Oh, my gosh. Well, the wife used to do the drive all the time, and yeah. she learned what cities you can and cannot oh, sure. play around with. But, uh, no, I think, the, I think the governor is correct to come back home immediately. Yeah. Because there's one thing staying out in the in the camp campaign trail before the hurricane and coming back after and there's another what he's doing now i think he would have got he would have got criticized immensely if he was not here when those original warnings were up right um because again then it's like well who's really in charge right and then you get you know then you have the examples of like um the situation that occurred in texas when it with with the whole uh, the winter storm yeah had the and you had the senator ted cruz in my in like mexico right they literally caught him in the airport going to cancun and you're like i get it but like he's not the person i'm expecting to deal with it's not his job to deal with those but he's a politician and and people are always willing to knock him out on that and then you have the and you have the president when he came to hawaii like sitting on the beach while a city is burning and he's like no comment and then you're like oh this now that horrible. was different. I that mean, the president horrible. of the United States on vacation while Maui is, is quite literally burning. Um, the I optics think was, were uh, horrible, and and it seems like they can't continue to get out of their own way. It's like they never it's, saw the West Wing. Like I'm right. sorry, but the, we do this every uh-huh. every election cycle. Lauren and I watch the West Wing. Yeah, and it's like okay, we see I need this. A some things have never have yet to change. Yeah, like we're still fighting, like arguing about things, especially that happened with then, and you're like. In the movie, things constantly get derailed, and yeah. the president has to come back, and the president needs to go there, or they're on vacation, they need to come back early. Like that happens all the time. Why? Because that's your job. No, or the other thing that again was was couldn't have been a worse response to the whole thing was not having a comment. <laughs> To the fact no that, <laughs> like, hundreds of people have just died. Thousands of people have lost everything. And you have no comment? Uh-huh. Nothing? Like, not even a, like, hey, like, any, any kind of empathy? I mean. Heads need to roll. Heads need to roll. Look, I know the drugs are strong, but come <laughs> on. Like. Uh, well, you understand. Was it before pudding time or was it after pudding time? <laughs> yeah. These are serious questions that need to be discussed. Gordon pudding? Did he have? <laughs> well, that just causes a lot of more problems. <laughs> Did he have a nap before it? Was uh, that his nap time? <laughs> like yeah. these are conversations that people are not having right now. But I think the governor's done a great job. Now I will say, depending the, on how bad the storm is, yeah, and his in his um, response, response yeah. will determine a lot. But we his have management. really good responses. Well, that was one of the things, again, that brought him to prominence was that we had the hurricane that hit, you know, just south, uh, down in southwest Florida. And, uh, uh, and it caused some horrible devastation. And he was there. He was responsive. It was active. Things got done. The boots were white. They, <laughs> yeah, the boots were very white. And <laughs> and and uh, and the bridge. I mean, the bridge was oh, the big deal. It got built within like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they literally rebuilt a bridge in yes. like a week. Yes. Uh, which was which is incredible, yeah. especially when, you know, 
immediately after any hurricane like there you hear even before hurricane you hear the comparisons to katrina and you hear the you know all the george bush comparisons Mm -hmm. and you know and so for him to kind of be almost the complete opposite of that you know and go down there and get things moving and get things up and running and um and and to me that's leadership i mean you know because it's people don't realize it's not just the state that's involved you got to get all these power companies involved you've got to get all kinds of other resources that that are not under the governor's uh leadership to chip in shelters have to be open people need to start moving in the direction they need to go into this all it's a it's it's a it's a delicate dance that we do every year mm-hmm. god willing we don't do it but it happens every year in certain parts of the state that this has to get done and my and my i'm not surprised i'm sitting in traffic in tampa like a few hours ago yeah. watching almost like 50 um power company ta- uh, trucks drive through right and the traffic will stop and no one was honking because we know what they're doing right they're getting ready to go and they all need to get where they need to go but that's expected well isn't it crazy that we treat now we treat in these kind of situations like we're treating like the power companies like first responders because they are yeah i mean they are first responders but we've become that accustomed to how this hap- how yeah. this plays out you know to know that okay we know what they're doing let's get out of their way let them get through i mean when was, um, the, la- when was the last time you had more than 20, 48 hours with no power right it's been forever now we yeah it gets knocked out every once in mm-hmm. a while and that's what happens but then we we also know that we have the infrastructure to get it back up and running within the next within five to ten hours and if it's longer than that then there are some issues but you as a floridian and i always tell the people that move into florida you're responsible for the first 72 hours yeah you need to be able to take care of yourself take care of your family the meds the water the food for 72 hours right. that's what you expect i've been told that since i was in high school and the reason why we have hurricane parties is because normally we have to eat it or it's going to go it's going to go yeah. bad and so i think i think god willing it drops down to a two or a one but before it hits land mm-hmm. i don't think it will but we're gonna see what happens so whatever the response is and you know the governor is going to be there and it's going to yeah. be in a part of, of florida that's very much his country yeah like for him politically i can already see that this is not going to be uh, any kind of a major blow something uh, would have because to fall it, it would have to fall apart well it would have to hit a major city yeah you know to truly challenge him um and 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 so really this is just going to be an opportunity for him to exemplify his leadership um and and because again like there's not any major cities that are going to be you know hurt yeah there's going to be some damage and there's going to be you know some uh services that are disrupted and things like that there are but many pockets of of communities yeah. in that stretch and we talked about it. right there's a lot of small little towns up up and down that coast and yeah. the, because of the way that part of florida is there actually aren't that many beaches up there until you yeah. get to panama city right but if get, it's not hitting a major if it's not like hit, holiday there's no more yeah. beaches if it's not hitting a major city the media is not really going to care uh, which could be the best thing for him but the media wants to see him get rocked and get him in a position of like yeah. with his pants down and i don't think that's going to happen i think what's i think what's probably going to happen is another similar situation where why does he have white boots on like i think something <laughs> but that's so trivial well, and that's yeah. the problem right they're so just like looking for his, something to if his to boots were the same color of his jeans i don't think anyone would have said anything 
Well, but, and again, the problem is, is that like they say, if you ha if you're explaining, you're losing. Yes. And the fact that he had to explain why the boots were white, you know, and that sort of thing. And again, it's kind of it reminds me of actually uh, an, a moment that I had with Senator Rubio. Mm -hmm. He was actually not senator yet. He was on the campaign trail, and he was coming to one of his first events here um, in Plant City. Mm -hmm. Plant City, very rural community. So, you know, strawberries, blueberries. You know, you name it. Uh, they grow it in Plant city and his wife okay they're from miami took him to jc penny and got him a flannel shirt so that he could fit in <laughs> with the plant city folks complete opposite mind you it was a nice shirt yes and it he as they say in scooby-doo he almost pulled it off yes uh <laughs> if it hadn't been for his meddling wife no i'm just kidding um no it was like one size too small Ugh. it was like miami tight yeah it was like so it was a normal <laughs> right it was yeah i mean she used miami measurements i mean it was like tight so yeah it looked at it in oh so it was a sheriff's shirt and he played it that's right. <laughs> he played it off well we love you we love you we love you yeah he played it off well but um but but yeah it's one of those things that it, it's it's trivial doesn't mean anything but it gets people's attention and it gives them something to poke fun at and that's and what they're i think they're gonna find that within the next next five six days they'll find yeah. something to the do the problem that. is is that he's not desantis is not rubio no. and he doesn't play those moments off well no because he gets very upset. um yeah he gets very defensive you know insecure which has been something we've talked about which yeah. i think he's his demeanor is not there yet when it comes to the day-to-day -day political convert, like political, how do I even say this correctly without making it sound worse? He's not a, who did he run against for the governor? I just forgot. In the general? Yeah. Uh, it was um, uh, the um, mayor of Tallahassee, Gillum. No, 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 that was the, that was the first one, this, this recent one. Oh. Um, Charlie Chris. Yeah. So Charlie Chris, even though I do not like the man, I have met him a hundred times. Right. And he remembers my name. Yeah. Like he no politically he can, he's a genius. He is very much he can do that politicking that's yeah. great. I don't think I don't think DeSantis has that yet. No. And that takes and again, that takes years to build. Yeah. And he hasn't been in politics honestly that long that he hasn't got that yet. No, he's a great leader. Um I think he 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 knows how to get things done, yes. but he, where he comes up short is the charisma. Mm -hmm. And uh, and again, it's like Chris, like I say about Chris Christie. Chris Christie is Trump without the charisma. Correct. Uh, the pro, you know, and the reason that Trump is even remotely likable is because of his charisma. Mm -hmm. The fact that he can make fun of others and himself, and and he's quick, he's witty, um, and he's quick. You know what I mean? Like comedians have 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 literally uh, uh i mean uh said like how good he is mm -hmm. uh, off the cuff you know in terms of his timing he's always been like and, that. that's yeah. the thing he's always been like that so i'll i don't know what how you want to pivot out of this conversation do you want to move to the, <laughs> the next one well uh, well you know i wanted to go ahead and um just kind of bring up to the i was gonna say since you hadn't been here uh, <laughs> uh weren't here for the last show we could either talk about maybe a topic you want to talk about or you know i have uh you know tampa's raising of the taxes that we can discuss is but i know you're happening again well I, I i haven't gotten an update but i know that you know they're obviously considering the millage increase and 
Um, you know, our good friend Luis Vieira was, you know, reached out to us about it. He's opposed to it. You know, he represents uh, the new Tampa area, and uh, and and uh, we we're trying to get him on the show, but right now is not a good time of year because of his kids and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, but I mean, you know, I, you you were talking about bricks, and honestly, that is a massive, massive story. That's not um, the bricks. It's not a massive story at all. How is it not? What did they do? Well, the fact that it's all still continuing to coalesce and that they're still that, the... they're, that they're moving ahead with with this deal to try to devalue the dollar. No, what they're trying to what they did last week is the only thing that BRICS summit knows how to do is to talk about the BRICS summit and to add people onto the BRICS summit because the people, the countries that were added onto the, the new BRICS, which I don't even know what you call it anymore because they've, they've added so many times, are countries that have no economic sense whatsoever. I mean, you, you added Ethiopia. <laughs> <laughs> they have good food. I mean, oh, they have great food. You added Argentina, that is probably going to elect Ooh, even better food. the farthest right president they've received they've had in such a long time that'll be short short lived yeah that wants to add that wants he'll probably get assassinated honestly that wants to um dollarize the the economy because it's been such a crappy situation and that'd be amazing i think it'd be great yeah i've i've i was reading an art uh, economic paper talking about how if they did that for 20 years and went back to the peso it would fix everything wow like these are just crazy conversations yeah the only way you add into the middle east and this is the funny part you realize it wasn't for anything strategic that they added these countries mm. it's it was for geographic and to add more pressure onto the idea that the brick nations which was a concept built by a finance guy in the 90s for boomers to put money into bonds and that's why they created the the doctrine of the bricks and and it doesn't make any sense anymore russia couldn't even attend because he would be arrested if he stepped foot in, in south africa right and south africa was the best place to have this conference because they can't keep the power on for more than three hours and so and that's why i'm like this is just funny because you have yeah. these countries that the only thing they talk about every five six years is that they want to get rid of the dollar as the main dominant currency but they have no idea how to do it nor is the the group that's in there now ever going to coalesce into some kind of idea can you imagine iran and saudi arabia on the same well, position on anything <laughs> well what i love is you know america you know in this situation turns out to kind of like to be the cool kid in the school and yeah. and all these other kids are, are are trying to figure out how to take them down it's and like take them out. it's like watching the glee club trying to make yeah. a thing of itself well and the fact that it takes so many of these countries to even remotely like have the possibility of you know affecting the the, the dollar in, in, I in some would, way. Honestly, I would love for there to be another currency that's able to take some of the pressure off when it comes to uh, global situations. Yeah. We thought it was going to be the EU. Well, China would love that. China wouldn't love that. China hates the idea <laughs> no, of a for, for themselves of a decentralized dollar system because no. They, I, so the Chinese the Chinese government. Well, because they own a lot of it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but they, I mean, but but they also, they, I mean, they, they they will do anything to, to weaken the United States. No, they'll do anything to weaken their currencies that allows them to be a cheaper place to build and manufacture. That's their goal. They could care less about having the dollar the dollar reduced. Yeah, but they don't also, but they don't want anybody going there. They don't want anyone going They there. want people buying their stuff, but they don't want anybody moving you there. You can't get money out of there. So how on earth is the is the Chinese currency going to be a dominant 
concept when they won't even allow their own people to remove the currency out of the country yeah. because they have such tight currency manipulations. I, I mean, the the economy is finally starting to show its its weaknesses when it comes mm -hmm. to that. The largest um, real estate company in the world has now filed for bankruptcy, yeah. and you have a situation now where thirty percent of the of the the economy in China is just real estate. It's well, just what's real estate. Yeah, what's fascinating to me is the ghost cities. I love it. I think uh, it's hilarious. It's unbelievable. And if you move people into some of those apartments, it loses value. Like that's the crazy part. Of wow. It. The concept of it is immense. I'm so excited to see this finally starting to to reverse itself because yeah. then you can see the manipulation. Like they won't even release unemployment records for young people under the age of 25 because they, it's so severe now that I think it's almost 40 percent. Wow. You of all people should know because we come from South America. But countries. they're also on the cusp of a population crash. Yeah, but you but we both know when a bunch of young people don't have anything to do all day long, that's right for a revolution. Oh, yeah. And that's what the Chinese are more worried about. They could care less what's happening yeah. in the BRIC nations. They could care less. They would yeah. rather focus on what's happening internally. And I think we're going to have a situation where Russia, it's, at, it's on its last foot now. I think China is going to be in that same situation before the end of the decade. All right. So what story are you watching? What story am I watching? Uh, the breakdown of the crypto war coin, the new world coin that just opened up hmm. has lost 50% of its valuation. I thought that was hilarious. Um, I'm very concerned about our part of the world, which is Central and South America. Um, Ecuador's assassinations were a, a nightmare when it came to their presidential situation. Yeah. Uh, I'm very fearful for Argentina and seeing what happens in there. I have a lot of concerns when it comes to um, immigration and that's happening. So there's been a lot of those things happening that I'm pretty fearful about. Yeah. But I think, and also the U.S. economy having a, a soft a soft landing. I'm shocked that we've actually got to this point. And I think even though it hurt a lot of people with the increase of interest rates, and I think it's going to keep on going up, I, I think it did its job, which was giving us a soft landing. Well, that could be the only saving grace for, for the Biden for the campaign. Biden, yeah. But the problem is it's a, it's a, it's almost like, again, it's the, you're not Luke, you're not warm. You're not cold. You're right. Luke. Well, because, and because if you have also, if you have high interest rates yeah. and you still have the appearance of it being a weak economy Correct. and, uh, and a, and a terrible economy, because again, you, you know, it becomes that much more expensive to buy a house, buy a car, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So even though you're, even though you can say on paper, no, we had a soft landing, it doesn't matter yeah you still have millions of people upset with you what was his what was his um i think it's like 55 percent disapproval rate right now oh it's i think it's maybe even closer to 60 than that so it's 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 ranging between 53 and 59 yeah. percent on um disapproval which is a crazy number right yeah now. right but i don't know if that's enough to have trump win that's the larger that's the crazy conversation well that's where again and i think three, as republicans we're shooting ourselves in the foot because just three, about any other candidate could be biden Ugh, no yeah i don't know if any other candidate can be biden oh yeah you on the article that if i was you, looking at if you if you see like especially like the desantis biden matchups mm -hmm. desantis wins almost every time I was looking at and, that, and I did not see that. And again, as I told you before the show, it's more about the long game. The fact is that under Trump, then we risk losing the House, losing the Senate. Um, and and at that point, then what? We're dead in the water. You know, he could he could very quickly become a lame duck president. I think what's going to happen, I, I, I don't see the situation where, the pres where Trump wins and we lose the House. I don't see that. Mm -hmm. I think if the president, 
Trump wins, or if a Republican wins, we keep the House, yeah. we'll still lose the Senate. And I don't know who's running the Senate now, right now, who's going to be running that campaign, because it was mm -hmm. Rick Scott was responsible of the re-election campaign for right. the Senate. And they spent $100 million and got nothing for it, right. which shows you that nothing was done. Trump had a better understanding of the midterms when he said to shut the hell up when it came to the abortion situation. <laughs> and what happened? We got destroyed because of it. Sure. So I think having Trump being the the moderate when it comes to the abortion situation and Nikki Haley's response on the abortion situation, I think is yeah. where the country is, not where the Republican right. Party is. At yeah, the but all those guys are just trying to win the elections. They're not, they're not, you know. Yeah, but you had people like DeSantis and others that were very much farther when it came to the abortions conversation yeah. than it came to Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. I mean, she at least was figuring out a middle pathway when it came to that conversation. And I think that's where the country is. And I think Republicans are realizing, I don't think Republicans realize that's going to bite us at the end of the day mm -hmm. is that if you are so adamant about a national ban which is already should not be i think the states should be able to do what they want to do and have that conversation if you push for that national ban you're going to get people coming out just to vote against you and that's the goal is for that not to happen right because i think you have a lot more people that are upset with with biden and that will not come out if we can get that black vote, we can get that brown vote and get them to vote for the Trump or not vote at all. That's the goal. Which we didn't even talk about the arrest, you know, but, um, you know, certainly for next week, you know, it, it's uh, the trial of all things is going to start the day before Super Tuesday. If he's not and, convicted. Well, and people are saying <laughs> that this arrest, you know, is actually garnering. Uh, the polls are showing it's garnering him more and more support. It, it's we talked about this. Years ago, yeah. you keep on going after him. Yeah. It's you're feeding be, the monster. You're feeding the monster. But they yeah. are so in their heads that they're doing what the Lord wants yeah. and, what, and what the government needs and what the country deserves. And then, oh, the, 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 he destroyed democracy when he wins. Well, like, I'm going to bring in, there's a great TikTok video that I saw about this guy who broke down the, the mugshot. I don't believe in um, Chinese companies. <laughs> so well, anyways, that you're a supporter this of the, young of the man communist had a great <laughs> of, uh, people's republic. That's all right. I'm sure they have all my stuff on my iphone anyways uh my chinese made iphone slavery uh, but sorry. it was designed in california you gotta you gotta make sure it's slavery built <laughs> that's why we're we're, we're i mean i wouldn't have it any other way Odds are uh, Amer our American shoes were probably made somewhere in South America. Yeah. Well, again, the whole point of, of, of his his thing, and I want people to see it because I think he lays it out very well, is is that um, the mugshot really Which is perfect, validates <laughs> both sides. Well, it, it fires up both sides. Like, liberals want it on a T-shirt because it's Trump smugshot and republicans wanted a t-shirt because it's trump's mugshot it's amazing and it fires both sides up equally i saw the mugshot of giuliani and i was like Ugh, come on giuliani oh it he looks ridiculous. so bad and then i see this the the shot for trump i'm like this is amazing yeah again i was i was not in favor of voting for him again until he was walked in in new york if he were a villain in a batman movie <laughs> like that mugshot could not be more perfect oh perfect yeah. Absolutely perfect. Like that is a guy who's out for blood. I'm I'm I we're all out for it. We <laughs> want the system to burn. And uh, that's the problem. You're at the point like I think when they did it when they when the New York grand jury came in and I was so upset. I'm like, really? Really? We're gonna do this now in New York? I was so upset and I was like, you know what? F it. Yeah. I don't know. Vote I'm voting for him again. And I think a lot again, I we've had this conversation mm -hmm. and he's not my first choice. And he's not my second or third choice. He's becoming the face of anti-government. Yeah. 
and that's the worst thing right now when it when the when the polls tell us that trust in the federal government is at its lowest point yeah. and you know what honestly and all these other streaming companies are doing our job are doing their job because uh we watched uh, waco last mm -hmm. night and i was like burn the system down <laughs> we're throwing tear gas in it's not an assault hit the reset button everybody oh my god all good right times, well good times thank you mr Nebel, david cabrera thank you so much uh thank you to everybody listening watching whatever wherever you may be doing so uh yeah as uh, i'm still a little rusty uh, uh from being away from the show for a while i didn't really kind of promote uh, or cross promote the show but you can find us pretty much everywhere online if you search you google Google. if you search google and search the yard sign podcast you'll find us just about everywhere you can also go to the yard sign show.com uh and uh of course every podcast platform uh, that you fancy uh well you can find us there as well so tell your alexa device amazon device uh siri to pull up the yard sign and uh, they'll do that for you until they take uh, over that's right uh thank you uh we will be back next week uh same uh, bat time same bat channel uh good night everybody good night bam, bam.